0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Unsustainable. I missed a day. This is episode nineteen, and I thought I'd get—I thought I'd do a little bit back on something a little bit more to do with something that traditionally would be associated with the, what the name of this podcast is. So I thought I'd do something on, you know, environmental sustainability, but it, within the niche of things that I'm interested in. Of this moment, and that is um, that's coffee, and I haven't been going out to many coffee shops over the last, you know, few years. My my time in coffee shops has definitely gone down by a significant amount, and and that's that's fine. Like they they're not going to struggle because they're losing they're losing me, but it is something that's come from from you know the. Uh, the pandemic Um, and I I, I don't know how that's going to change but that's a that's I'm getting off topic already I was at one the the other day I was I was at one for the first time in a couple of weeks and um, I left thinking you know I was like oh coffee delicious kind of when you drink it at home especially the way I do it I've got a bag of coffee that I've decanted into a glass jar and that goes in the coffee machine i never like i don't look at the the packaging that it comes in really and i don't think about the whole world of coffee that goes along with the the drink but when you go into a shop especially like the a coffee shop the one that i was in the other day 200 degrees in manchester i i found that i was noticing all these these uh, accoutrement of the of the coffee world and and seeing um, I can't remember what but maybe there was a poster or drawing a photograph or something that was of like someone prepare like growing the plant and it reminded me of the fact that um global warming is is basically on you know on course to make coffee as we know it extinct. And that's that's kind of scary, and obviously there's a lot of things that we can do to try and slow that and halt that. Not as individuals, really, but as a collective, as a as a group of individuals making an effort. There's a lot of things that we can do to, um, to 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 sort of stop the uh, the process of global warming, but none of them are being done in any meaningful way at the moment and I wonder if we get to the point where we see something like coffee go extinct is that a point where the world just kind of goes oh shit that that's a an everyday thing that everyone expects to just be around forever like why would coffee go extinct it's not like we're we're um, hunting it and it's not like there's poaching, you know, like everything else that goes extinct. You're like, oh, well, you know, it was only in that bit of the Amazon and, you know, it's a shame in it, but it doesn't really, really affect us. Sad, but it doesn't affect us. That's the kind of, um, the, the lack of empathy shown the um, by, like, most people when they hear that kind of thing. But if it is something like coffee, something that they you know, they are addicted to almost. The almost definitely addicted, a lot of people, including myself. Is that something that then makes them think, Oh, wow, yeah, this is this is real? Or like the fact that last year or the year before California was basically on fire and just two weeks ago there was a the biggest eruption of a volcano in thirty years. Are these are these just things that we kinda go uh, well, we'll just learn to live with this now. We'll just learn to live without coffee let's drink drink chicory, please don't let that be a thing um and I, yeah, it just really got me thinking hard about this and i, I know there's you know the, there's a search for beans that will grow at a different in a different climate, you know slightly different climate and um maybe we we end up growing coffee that's grown higher and higher into the into the mountains so that we still get the the right flavor and maybe we start using other beans that haven't been commercially available before and things like that but they're all just they're all just workarounds they're all just things that that we're just sort of crossing our fingers and hoping for hoping for the best and not fixing the actual problem and obviously i'm I'm not here to to dole out answers. I'm just here to to sort of point out these questions and and l- what I like to do is i like to try and link a couple of th- ideas theories um things that are happening and kind of you know look at like how in this case it's it's how the day to day like we adapt but we also are seeing things like more and more important things, more and more influential things in our, in our lives be disrupted, destroyed, changed forever. And where do we just continue to adapt to this? Like if the temperature starts just gradually rising in the world to the point where things that we grow a lot of are going extinct, do we just end up like evacuating the the planet around the equator and and move north, and move south, until there's no way to to exist other than you know above the 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 I never get these two right latitude or longitude. I say above the latitude. I think latitude's right above the latitude of like London or Paris or something. Like anything anything further south than than that towards the equator from the perspective of someone in the northern hemisphere is just like unlivable but by the time that's happened because it's a slow process relatively slow process it's kind of it feels like it's speeding up do we have we adapted to it and we're just like yeah you know generationally that maybe it's two generations maybe three maybe four who knows what who that'll be, and what generation that'll be? Have th- have those generations just been like, oh well, we you know we grew up in in a world where you couldn't live in like Texas and Mexico and the Mediterranean, the Sahara. Um, so you know, it's now that France is kind of gone. Like, yeah, it's not that much of a big deal. Or, like, is that the future that we that we see, or, or you know, do? Do technological fixes, like with coffee, do hunting out the hunting out the different varieties that can grow and and exist in different climates and temperatures, and at different altitudes or, or whatever, whatever it is. I'm I'm no expert on on coffee. Uh, I just know that I like what I like, uh, and I like it a lot. Do those technical fixes and those workarounds? Do they are they what's going to just it's hundreds of different technical fixes and workarounds like things that are proposed by elon musk and uh, you know this this sort of technological futurism eco-friendly restore the planet with with technology are those the things that save us i can't see that being the case i've mentioned this youtube channel in here before but uh, the OCC our changing climate the guy behind that, the person behind that, does uh, just some really interesting stuff about like what will technology fix the world? Will and I'm like, no, probably won't. Billionaires won't fix the world. Technology probably won't fix the world. And this is kind of a glum. I just feel, it just feels kind of glum, kind of sad to be saying this. But then there are you know there are ways that we could we could fix this. There's there's ways that we could work together and have like a a utopian future if everyone just kind of realized what the the genuine problems were and there's so, so much infighting, isn't there i'm getting off topic again but something like um uh solar punk that kind of thing if you don't know what that is you should you should check out the the solar punk punk solar punk video by our changing climate on youtube just search for it; you'll find it. I can't bother putting it in the uh, in the description because, just because I can't. <laughs> I'm sorry. I should be better. I should be better. But yeah, that, so that that's the my line of thought at the moment is is this link between like our ability to adapt and and our ability to just make stuff. Change because of the bad things we're doing, and like coffee was the thing that spurred that onto me in my, um, you know, in in my day the other day, and I I just I I'd, I'd really love to hear other people's opinions. I know I say this all the time, and and I don't I don't have a big enough audience for people to be for everyone to be wanting to to chime in. In fact, I don't have a big enough audience for anyone to, to want to chime in. Uh, what would be really interesting is if anyone ever starts listening to this in the future uh, you know like the way I, I'm i a bit of a completist when it comes to things like podcasts or if I have the time and, and I really fall in love with something I will go back and listen to the start listen to when they were a bit shit I think that's really interesting not just from a, an entertainment point of view but also from the point of view of like making you, making yourself understand that where you are at the start is not where you are going to be at some point. You know, putting in the time, putting in the effort, we've all got to start somewhere. Those, those things are trite, but only because they're true. And so I really wonder if someone, you know, one day I'll, I'll actually be doing this well, I'll be doing this in a way that, has attracted a big audience and there'll be some guy like me who's like oh yeah I went back and listened to episode 19 and uh it was it was really shit and but it I was it was quite interesting still uh today's going to be a short one that's my that's my sort of thoughts on on what is unsustainable in this world i think the uh, oh, I'm not going to stop yet i think the difference between something like coffee and something like corn is that it's well there's a couple of differences i mean the, the most obvious one is one is a, a a true commodity and the other one is a a luxury corn being the true commodity but corn is Far, far bigger crop than than coffee, but it's also a crop that is used in processes. Coffee's almost, you you know what the end product's going to be. Yes, there are coffee flavored things, but co- the, there's coffee and there's coffee in things, but it doesn't tend to. It's not a. Something that's used as part of industrial processes in the same way that corn is you know corn is turned into so much stuff it's turned into the fuel for your car it's turned into the sugar in your drinks and it's turned into meat because most corn is you know is fed to animals and so coffee in one way is a good thing to look at because. We could. F- it's it's feasible to look at now and go, yeah, we could, we'd be all right without coffee. But looking at something like corn, you just go, oh right, the world would would collapse. Like if corn, if there was some sort of blight that hit corn tomorrow, and it wiped it all out in the space of six months a year, the world would fall apart. Coffee would be different. People would lose their jobs, people would lose their livelihoods, people would pay extortionate amounts for for what coffee was left, but it wouldn't change the world. It wouldn't take down society. Doesn't mean that it's sustainable to to overproduce it, to create monocrops. Uh, But yeah, that's, that's it. That's a relatively short one today. Not even 15 minutes. Thank you for listening. I've been Sean Cross. This is Unsustainable. I'll see you in the next one.